Thank you for listening today on Podcast with Pastor Larry. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Feel free to check us out at podcastwithpastorlarry.com. In just a moment, Pastor Larry will be teaching us a constant truth from God's Word to help us in this always changing world. You can always find more teaching with Pastor Larry at Freedom Ministries through our Facebook page at Freedom in Virginia or on our YouTube channel at Freedom Church for, that's the number four, others. That would be Freedom Church for others. Now, let's get to learning the Bible to live the Bible with Pastor Larry. Let's get to Proverbs 2, and now all of that is out of the way. Let's jump into why we really came. Uh, Technology has its ups and downs, and I'm thankful for it when it works. When it doesn't, we don't like it. But let's talk about this thought. So let's clear our minds and focus here for the moment. Proverbs chapter 2, we're going to find out what is Solomon talking about when he is referring to a path, because in Proverbs chapter 2, verses 10, and so on and so forth, going forward, we're going to learn about this protected path of wisdom. See, wisdom is God's way. And really listen to this now. So if you're in on the podcast, sorry for the delay on Facebook Live, you're good. God protects our lives from danger. Now, Have you ever entered into a decision or thought where just before that, your thoughts were good, they were pure, your actions were holy, they were righteous, and I mean you were in tune with the Lord, and then three seconds later, you did a sinful act, or you had a wrong thought. It is so easy, or maybe something triggered it, maybe something someone said and you, it was cross with you, or you weren't sure of someone's motive, so you automatically assumed the worst. You made a misjudgment, right? And um, or you lived in hypocrisy. You said one thing, but you did another, or you did one thing, but you said another. Look, God's word is here to protect us and to protect us from ourselves. Now it's easy to blame others for our choices. That's foolishness. We must take responsibility for our own choices. I have learned a long time ago, no matter what I say or what I do, I cannot make others change or do or say what I want them to do or say. Zero. And the thing is, I'm not responsible for how they act or respond. I am accountable for one person, and that's me. That is relieving in one sense, but in the other sense, that is a full-time responsibility. What am I saying? What are you saying, Pastor? Here's what I'm saying. I'm a full-time responsibility for myself. I got enough to, to be accountable for within me. And it's so easy to want to focus on everything else and fix every person or everything, like society, government. We could talk about this all day. That's not really the point. God's word and Solomon is continuing to hammer down for us wisdom that gives discretion, discernment, and protection in our life. So 
Could you come to God's word just for a moment without any preconceived notions or ideas and think of it this way? How is God wanting to protect me and guide me today? Not how is God wanting to uh, give me a list of don'ts and to put his thumb on me or God's just trying to be a control freak. No, there's actually some things through God's word, how he wants to protect us and discretion. When we talk about discernment and discretion, it's the ability to make right decisions. I am very capable. And so are you of making wrong decisions. But when I look at my life, all of us, I think, would come to this conclusion. I want to make right decisions. I don't want to make bad decisions. What's the right call when it comes to staffing or employment or family or job or homes or cars or every decision that you're making? And you make hundreds, if not thousands of decisions every day even if they're small, is it the right decision? I don't think anyone, well, not anyone who's other than foolish, wakes up and goes, I can't wait to mess it up today. I can't wait to just make a debauchery of my life today. Can't wait to make a bunch of bad decisions. No one thinks that. But discernment and discretion is what helps us make right decisions. It will be what will protect and keep our life from being destroyed by the sinful world that we live in. There are a lot of pressures and outward circumstances and pressures that are wanting to implode your life. Satan and his demonic realm are real, and he will use any means necessary to destroy you. But on the other end, God is doing everything to enable you and equip you and protect you to use discretion and discernment. And so the theme of this portion of Proverbs 2 and this scripture concerns and is centered on the path. So I want you to remember the path, the path that the person, the child, the Christian should take. We all take a path. We all take roads. And I don't mean in your car. And people like to take different routes to different locations. My friend, there is only one right path to God. And there is only one right path that God wants us to take. Now, he may send us down a lot of different paths and roads on our life, spiritually speaking, for him. But they will always be the right one if we are choosing to follow him and allow him to lead us. Why? Because everything that is godly is good. I want you to remember that. So if we can go to Proverbs 2, and I hope that you've joined me there in Proverbs 2, and look at verse 9. After Solomon gives instruction and us crying out and us talking to God and asking and seeking him, right? There was a lot of imperatives and commands. 
Verse 9 says, then you will understand. This is Proverbs 2.9. Then you will understand righteous and judgment and equity. Here it is. And every good path. Did you see that? I love that phrase. Every good path. Isn't that calming right now? I want you to say those three words. Ready? Every good path. Does that describe your life right now? Or or does it seem or feel like you're walking through the wilderness or the desert or the weeds and it's just filled with thorns, thistles, briars, and, and you know, um, uh, I, I can't remember or think of it right now, those things that get on you and they itch like crazy, um, they... they uh, they're like little bitty uh, things that kind of get in your skin and, oh man, they just itch to death. You didn't see it, but boy, you feel it. And God's word says every good path. Now, let's just jump through the text because I want to give you some key phrases here. And as you're thinking about your life and needing peace and calmness, And this whole thought of path, let's jump at some phrases here. So verse 9, every good path. Look at verse 13. Paths of righteousness. Every good path. Now verse 13, paths of righteousness. Are you seeing the theme? How about verse 18? This is Proverbs 2. Her paths... To the departed spirits or par or death, her paths unto the dead. Think you're getting the theme, this whole thought of paths. Verse 19. So there's paths to death, but verse 19 says, paths of life. I love this. There are some wrong paths, but there are some good paths. Then verse 20. I love this one. The paths of the righteous. Paths of the righteous. What is the key thought here right now that we're stepping into? Of Proverbs 10, or Proverbs 2, verses 10 or 9 and forward. It's this thought. It's discovering the right path of wisdom. Getting this wisdom and on the right path of that because it is full of protection. And that's why I want to title this the protected path of wisdom under the umbrella of God and his word, his truth. It's fully covered and protected outside of that. mm, I'm left to my own devices and you are too. And that's not good. So it is God's wisdom that gives knowledge and discretion. And it will keep us from getting on the wrong path. The Bible says in Colossians 4, verse 5, Walk in wisdom toward them that are without, redeeming the time. Well, How can I help others and how can I maximize my time on this earth and make an eternal impact? Walk in 
wisdom. I love that. How about Ephesians 5.15? See then that you walk circumspectly or upright. That's what it means. So see that you walk uprightly, not as fools, but as wise. Folks, maybe you haven't realized it, but this book of God, the Bible, is full of instruction for wisdom. So how do we get on this path of wisdom that is protecting us? Well, here's the thing. When God gives us his word, he is instructing us why it's so necessary. Why do I need this, Pastor Larry? Why do I need this protection? Why should I give any right, any merit or any more time to what you're having to say or what God's having to say? And I'm okay with that question. I think you should ask that question because we're going to answer it. And here it is. Because wisdom's wisdom according to Proverbs 2 is going to keep you from it's going to keep you from the wicked man. Now, that may say, sound odd, but not everybody is for you. Not everybody in the world is for you. Not every opportunity should be your opportunity. And so here's what he says. In verses 10, 11, and 12, as we run into the text here, Proverbs 2, he says, when wisdom enters your heart and knowledge is pleasant to your soul, here is why and and how it responds to you. Here is why it's so necessary for us to be on this protected path of wisdom. Discretion, verse 11, will preserve you. Understanding will keep you. Do you see the protection here? Verse 12, to deliver you from the way of the evil man. Now, I put wicked man. You can put evil man. It, it's fine. Protect you from those around you who aren't for you? Yeah. From the man who speaks perverse things. You know, not everybody speaks life into you, but God always will. From those who leave the path of uprightness to walk in ways of darkness. This person that Solomon is referring to that is possibly in our life is destructive. And I know you might attach the word they're my best friend. Yeah, but is this describing them? Then it's probably not best. I don't know if that's what's best. I am confident it's not. But sometimes we might surround ourselves around people who are living this way. And I've always said that those who do not love God cannot help you serve God. Now, verse 14, who rejoice to do evil. That doesn't sound good. That's not right. That's not how we should live as Christians. And delight in the perversity of the wicked. And those whose ways are crooked, verse 15, and who are devious in their path, verse 16, to deliver you from the immoral woman. We'll get to that one in a minute. Even from the seductress who flatters with her words. Look. In the first chapter of Proverbs chapter 1, Solomon lets his son know that there are some wicked people, foolish people, people who are making mockery, people who are 
simple. And he is to avoid. Solomon instructs his son to avoid the influence of those people who live wicked and evil in their life. And wouldn't it be best and isn't it good when God warned you to stay away or avoid those type of individuals? Sure. If you were listening to your GPS and you were traveling and your GPS comes on and the voice on the other end says, there is a wreck or an obstruction or a 30-minute, an hour delay ahead, please take next or alternate route to avoid that area. Could be a danger, could, could, could be a wreck, could be a disaster. Wouldn't you take that route? Not just to save time, but to avoid you getting called up in that traffic or in that mess or be involved in that. This is what God is doing. God often reroutes our lives to help us avoid our own wrecks and our own disasters. And this is what Solomon is trying to help us understand. There are people who are characterized by their adverse behavior and deviant beliefs. In Proverbs chapter 17, verse 11, it says, An evil man or person seeks only rebellion. Now, as a Christian, I would hope that your best friend is not someone who's always making fun of your God. Always making the slide remarks when you go to church. Always mocking or um, demeaning your beliefs in Christ. My friend, that person is not healthy. That friendship is actually toxic. And Solomon is trying to help us that path is not good. And so this wisdom and this protected path of wisdom keeps us from the wicked man. What we see about the wicked man is a few traits about him. Maybe you can pick up on this and be aware of this in your own life. First of all, we see the conversation of the wicked person. Conversation, yeah, it always starts with how they talk. Solomon says to deliver you from the way of the evil man, so we understand who we're referring to, but then from the man who speaks perverse things. Is the jokes always off color? Is the mouth always unclean? They use a lot of adjectives that are, yes, in the English language, but are not pure and holy and they don't please the Lord, and they're unnecessary. The Bible says that he speaks perverse or froward. There's an old word for you, froward. It just means perverse. That means this conversation is perverted. The person who speaks that way is characterized by perversion, deceit, carnality, 
and worldliness, their entire conversation is always about themselves, what they can get. And if you were to step back and take a different approach and an overview and just listen, you would start to realize they're only talking about what they can gain, greedy. They don't seem like a very giving person. And sometimes when you're close to the situation, it's hard to get a good, broad view. And so the Bible says in Luke 6.45, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart, bringing forth that which is good. Boy, this is very different than a perverse man, a perverted man, because out of his mouth comes nothing but evil. And then in Luke 6, 45, it says, And the evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil. This makes sense. For of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. You know, I heard this statement a long time ago. What is in the well, like where you draw water, comes up in the bucket. So what is in you always comes out of you. There's no way of avoiding it. So if the well is dry and dirty, that's what's going to come up in the bucket. But if we have the spring of life, right? This is what the Bible even describes for the believer, that when we are saved, that God pours his living water. It's, it's, it is a word picture of life because water gives life and that it springs forth. It comes from out of us, or it should. And that is what Solomon is referring to. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 24, put away from thee a perverse mouth, or froward, and perverse lips far from you. You can tell a lot about the spiritual life of an individual, if you will just listen by the way he or she talks and the words that come out of their mouth. They're always negative and critical. How can we even as believers speak against Christ's church, which is his body, which is made up of believers? Believers. How can we always be tearing it down, always finding what's wrong? How can we love God and not love others, and especially our own family? It says a lot about us and the lack of wisdom that we need so desperately when from our own mouth comes things that are not pleasing to God. So when you think about this path of wisdom and how it protects you and I, you need to focus on and think about what path are you on? Are you on the path that is protecting you from evil and the evil person? Or are we contributing to that? And so, you know, it's important for us because who we're around, 
our companions and the evil way of others does influence us. And sometimes we take the path of least resistance. It's not always easy to do what's right, but it is always right to do right, isn't it? What is God for? God and his character is always right. So naturally, he produces right things. This is the word righteousness. How can you and I live righteously? In other words, how can we live right? The only way that we can do that is not in our own strength, but in the strength of God and in his wisdom and in him living his life through us. So if Christ is in you, is Christ living his life through you? And I've said this so many times, but it always bears repeating. You cannot live what you are not learning. So if you are not in your Bible and learning your Bible, studying your Bible, and letting Christ's words dwell in you richly, then how can you live out what you aren't learning or believing in? I can't, and neither can you. And so I hope this will encourage you to be always mindful and thoughtful of the path that you are on. I hope it is a path of righteousness and wisdom. Well, that's going to be it for today. Thank you so much for joining me and being a part of this Bible study on Facebook Live. Even if it's not live for you in the moment, you can always check these on replay and play them or listen to them as you so see fit, either on Facebook or on our podcast at podcastwithpastorlarry.com. Always like, share, and describe, and invite others with you. So until next time, you are loved and you are prayed for. God bless. Take care. Thanks for joining us today for Podcast with Pastor Larry. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Connect with Pastor Larry at podcastwithpastorlarry.com to hear weekly biblical teaching. You can always find more teaching of Pastor Larry at Freedom Ministries through our Facebook page at Freedom in Virginia or on our YouTube channel at Freedom Church for, that's the number for others. That would be Freedom Church for others. This is a listener-supported podcast. Feel free to partner with us to further our reach of the gospel to the world. If you feel led to give, please log on to PastorLarry.org. Again, thanks for connecting to Podcast with Pastor Larry.